Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is Friday, February 11th. Another Tail Goats podcast. My name is Will Finn. I'm joined by my brother, Andy Finn. And literally nobody gives a fuck about the Winter Olympics. Starting off rough there. I can't say that I've watched any of the Olympics yet. If it's been on a TV, like I haven't turned a TV to the Olympics be like, I want to watch that. I know Sean White, is he, he didn't win the half pipe. Oops. But again, not an Olympic sport. Nope. X Games. Sorry. But it is Tall Boy Friday, as Ken Carmen always says. Ooh. I did follow Tall Boy Friday. You did not. You you got the Blizzberry. Do, do I need to get in on that? You do, but I tied mine to the Rockies because it's, I mean, it's Coors Light. It's Friday. It's the Winter Olympics. Do we get right after a beer review right off the get-go here? I mean, it's a Coors Light. It's I Friday. Don't... It's our first Friday episode ever. I went to the liquor yeah. store. I loaded up with alcohol. More specifically, beer. More beer. More beer. <laughs> This show sucks. Yeah, this is a rough. <laughs> We've never done a Friday show. But this is fun. Andy, what are you drinking this uh, tall boy yeah, Friday? Just a cold as the Rockies, a 24-ounce uh, Coors Light that I got from Sheets. <laughs> and I know this is going to bother you right away. I was going to save it for Sunday, but. <laughs> oh, no. What? Are, oh, my goodness. What in the world? Okay, Joe Burr. Nice. We already know my pick. Okay. I'll give a review. Ryan Geist, I'm drinking the Cincinnati Made Blizzberry Ale with Natural Flavors. 5%, 100% chance of refreshment. This lush effervescent and satisfying brew hits your taste buds like a berry nor'easter. Lip-smacking berry blizzard bringing notes of apple, cherry, raspberry, and blackberry in a frenetic, frenetic? Flurry of, flurry of fruit flavor. Blizzberry is worth the weather. I've had a handful of different Ryan guys. I can't say I've ever had a blueberry one. Well, it, it's, it's blizzberry. Blizzberry, blueberry. But it's definitely purple. Uh, did you want this one? or did you No, get... I'm going to stick with this. The uh, When the mountains turn blue, it's as cold <laughs> as the Rockies. <laughs> We're two minutes in, folks, and we are doing a really, really, really good job. Oh, wait. We maybe, went off script already. Maybe this show is just... Oh. <laughs> we miss you, Mark. Mark is floating away somewhere in the the Gulf. No, no, no. He's on the Atlantic side he's down Atlantic in Miami. Side. He just sent us a screenshot that he spent 50 bucks on two margaritas. He's getting killed. But he also shared there was two texts. So has he spent 100 bucks on margaritas? No, I think that was just Fifth Third Bank warning him that his like, card's being used at Clevelander. You made a terrible in, purchase. He's not in Cleveland, Ohio. I'm sorry, Mark. They look delicious, but that's an eight-ounce cup. No way it was $25 a piece. There's no way. That's Miami prices, baby. Two <laughs> Frozens. At least he got frozen. Andy, Super Bowl 51, UFC 271, and two topics we're going to talk about. The 07 versus 22 Cavs. I put that poll up on Instagram. And then we'll talk a little bit about the NASCAR, the Clash. Not too much. Yeah, Andy, it didn't count. It's, it's Super Bowl 51 weekend. And it's sad because it is the last weekend of football before the fall. And we're going to go in this weird time period right now in sports where February kind of stinks because you have the All-Star Game. It's in Cleveland. We're very, very excited about it. NASCAR's back. We'll get Daytona 500 next weekend. Correct. And then kind of just hoops and then March Madness. Yeah, there's the college basketball tournament start up the beginning of March. So we only got like... Two, three weeks, 
But the Cavs are good. They're a game and a half out of first place. The Cavs are fun. They're fun and they're good. They made the big trade this week. Um, and then you get into early March. We got the MAC tournament here in Cleveland. Awesome. And then we roll right into March Madness. But we've got a good basketball team here to continue to watch, and hopefully they land in one of those. You know, they're not in that play-in tournament. They're uh, getting a week off before the NBA uh, playoffs. So we'll see. We'll get we'll get we'll down get to that. that later. The Cavs are fun. The Eastern Conference had a little bit of a shakeup this week. Obviously, we just With switched James, from the Super Bowl, though. I know James Harden, Ben Simmons. Kyrie Irving burning sage in Cleveland and, and James Harden looking at him like he had three heads. Yeah. What the f- is it Harden? Harden and Kyrie did not see eye to eye. No, but uh, that's been the story with Kyrie. James Harden was the last pick in the All-Star Game draft. That was pr- on purpose. That was absolutely on purpose. And LeBron's got a better poker face. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God so he, had the cli- he had the clipboard in front of his face. But oh, my God. LeBron was just leaving him out there because he knew he could get him last because no no way KD was going to pick him up. That's right. Okay. All right. Let's get back on track. Super Bowl 51, 6:30 Saturday. We got the Los Angeles Rams 12-5, and five, obviously. Now 15-5 with the three Ws versus the Cincinnati Bengals. 10-7 and seven in the regular season, and then their three wins en route to the Super Bowl. Guys, here's... The 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 kicker here. We are going to talk about the Super Bowl just a little bit here, but we are actually prepping for Sunday. The Super Bowl starts at six thirty. We will get the start of our live stream, and we are looking forward to getting back live because you guys know we take all kinds of calls. We kick callers off. We cheer you on. We argue. We have a really really good time with these live streams. So, I think we'll be live. What, Andy? You think like an hour or so? Probably. Yeah, they're fun. And um, we're going to get that all figured out. We'll get the time out Sunday morning. Maybe we'll get that out tomorrow. I'm not sure what time just yet. Rams, Bengals, Andy, your immediate gut pick with the Rams favored by four. Yeah, my immediate reaction is why wouldn't you play Faith Hill to start the episode <laughs> like I asked? We asked for a new song. We settled on the Olympic song, but Faith Hill is football. That's what you hear in the fall, you know, on NBC. She comes out singing, and I asked, like, let's switch it up. Let's get Faith Hill on there. No. Why Why did you shoot that down? I'm sorry. Sorry isn't going to cover it. Tim McGraw's pissed. Do I open up the live stream with it? Would it make you feel better? I, I've been to a concert of hers. I'm a big supporter. <laughs> I only went because FedEx gave me a free suite. <laughs> oh, FedEx. Good Other than that, that I, mean, I wouldn't have went. Um, Over under 48 and a half. Money lines. Don't do the money. Unless you're taking the Bengals, don't do the money line. Because um, yeah. the Rams are favored 195. Too too expensive. Um, I'm looking at actually three and a half right now. But we, the line I'm seeing is four everywhere. Yeah, everywhere else is four. Um, so Cincinnati's covered their last seven. During that. They are in the negative turnover ratio. They're actually negative eight. They have not had a game where they've been positive. They've either been negative or even every one of those games. They've only been even in the turnover department. And they still covered every game. The only game they lost during that seven-game stretch was to Cleveland, where they weren't playing anybody. Right. So they've got good covers. If it gets to four, 
I like it. I think it's going to keep. I think money's going to keep coming on on the Rams and push that number up a little bit higher. Maybe four and a half, maybe five. Um, either way, I still like the Bengals there. I like the Bengals with the points. I think you're looking at a one to two point game. Okay, so I'm cold right now. Um, for whatever reason, I, I was saying at work today. I go, I don't understand why the the Rams aren't favored by a bit more. Obviously, it's the Super Bowl. I could see them winning by two touchdowns, which means I'm absolutely taking the Bengals plus four. Sixty one percent are in on the Rams minus four right now. The the over-under is kind of 50-50, and 48.5 for this game is perfect. If you get uh, guns a-blazing in the first quarter, it's going to go way over, way over. But um, 48.5 a very appropriate. I think I'm leaning towards actually playing that and taking the over, okay? I just think that... The Rams' front is good enough to get pressure to Burrow, but Burrow's been chucking it up and picking up too many big chunks of yards at a time. Yeah, the blueprint for success is going to be the front four for L.A. If they get after Joe Burrow, you got to get that turnover number big, and you got Matthew Stafford's got to protect the ball. He does some weird stuff on his other side of the field. He's had some bad turnovers this season. I don't know which Stafford's going to show up. I know which Burrow's going to show up. Burrow's going to get knocked to the ground a lot, dust himself off, and be fine. I can't find an over-under for sacks. <laughs> I it'll, haven't been able to come out. We'll get that. Yeah, we'll get that be there. I think that's going to be a both sides defense. Though. I think it's going to be the front four for both teams. How much could uh, you know each one pressure the other's quarterback? And uh, who, who can force the crucial turnovers? You know, those ones that are in the red zone where you're supposed to be scoring points and you come away with nothing. Or, you know, the the drastic change of field position there as you're looking at the UFC picks and not even listening to what I'm saying. I'm listening to you. what I say? I'm getting ready for the next segment because we're getting there. Glad you listen. Okay. Moving on. UFC 271. Israel. <laughs> and I, I did this before the show because I want to be able to say. You wasted so much time on this and you're not even, you're not even hitting it. Adesonia. All right, so for those that listen, before Probably we go to Whitaker. UFC, I want the public vote on this, and I will uh, I will take the public vote. Anyone that listens to this, send me a text. What color liquid will be poured on the winning coach of Super Bowl? <laughs> Jesus. 51. We've got orange. We've got clear or water as one. We've got lime, yellow, or green as one. Uh, red, blue, or purple. I'm just going orange. I like the clearer water because you, you've got all those ice-flavored Gatorades now and what you know, water's on all the sidelines. Right. You think it's going to be clear? Clear is plus 250. <sighs> okay. Any UFC 271. Toyo Center in Houston, Texas. This is a big one. This is one that I kind of wanted to go to other than the fact it's, it's Super Bowl weekend. 8 p.m. on ESPN Plus is the um, undercard, and the main card starts at 10 p.m. on pay-per-view, which you can actually purchase through ESPN Plus as well. I think they're running a deal that you can get um, ESPN Plus for the whole year plus the pay-per-view for like 100 bucks. They or always do that. Um, which is a great deal, as you know. Our contest is still running. The two tickets in the hotel for the UFC Fight Night in Columbus. There's this event and the next one. Might as well jump in if you haven't yet. The contest runs through 
that event, and obviously do the Super Bowl picks because we're giving away the replica um, NFL jersey, and there are people that were in the top three that forgot to do their picks. Yeah. Sucks. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. I don't know if you're not listening to the show, and then you forget, oh, well, not my problem. But anyways, this is a massive card, Andy, and um, I'm really excited for it because every one of these fights on the uh, pay-per-view is actually very exciting. A lot of guys coming in off of wins. Some guys on, on bigger win streaks. Um, but we got two lightweight matchups, a middleweight matchup, a heavyweight matchup with a fan favorite, and then a title fight at middleweight as well. Which fight are you looking forward to the most first, and then we'll get into our predictions? Yeah, I always look forward to Derek Lewis. Uh, he's fighting and, at home. This is actually, yeah, he's at home. On a pay-per-view again, uh, not even co-main. They're not considering him, but uh, he's going against Taito Ivasa, who is uh, dangerous in there, and he's got plus money on him. He's uh, plus one fifty-five. You, you, you just want to talk this fight out right now? The, no, this no. Is we'll, number four. Oh, yeah, okay. We'll get to it. Uh, that's the one I'm looking forward to. Uh, obviously, the main event, Adesanya. Anytime he gets in there, you're excited to watch him. Now the highest paid, allegedly, no figures released because God knows why Dana White does it this way. Allegedly the highest paid fighter in UFC right now. Yeah, and then there, there's one fight that is on the early pre- prelims, uh, and this one is the closest fight on the card as both fighters are right now minus 110. So it's like you're picking a game with the spread. AJ Dobson and Jacob Malcon uh, from Australia, or sorry, New Zealand. And, uh, oh, no, he, he's Australian. So that's early prelims. They'll give you something good to watch. When you get two guys, like, it's very, very rare in the UFC to see minus 110 on both sides. Right, right. Uh, right. So I'm looking forward to that. Dobson, obviously, being undefeated. You know, I'd like to see that record continue, see what he can, uh, you know, do with his career. Another one that's on that card that I am looking forward to, although he missed weight by a lot. Uh, William Knight misses weight by 12 pounds. 12 pounds is not acceptable. And Max Grishin, uh, he's got, what, 40-some fights, 42 fights right. in the UFC. So, you know, coming in, he was minus 165. Uh, but William Knight now coming in 12 pounds overweight, it's like he didn't even try to cut weight. Right, and I know he has a tough cut. This is now a heavyweight fight if I'm... Uh, if I'm correct, I believe they moved it to heavyweight. They moved it because he missed weight by so much. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if Grishin knew that William Knight was this far overweight, but. Well, I think uh, William Knight took it on short notice, too, is what they, I heard. But no. still, you can't miss by, by 12 pounds. Yeah. So let's run through the card. Yeah. First fight on the, the pay per view, we got uh, this is a lightweight fight, which, if you don't know at home, is 155 pounds. Bobby Green, 28 and 2, one no contest. This is the only one I might botch on the cards. Nasrad Hakparas, 13-4. Bobby Green's uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and Nasrad Hakparas is striker. Bobby Green is favored, one, minus 150. His opponent's plus 125. Pretty close fight here. Bobby Green coming off a big win in November. Um, knocked out Al Iaquinta in round one. Uh, Nasrat had a fight in September. He lost by... Um, unanimous decision to um, Dan Hooker. We're big mm-hmm. fans of Dan Hooker. Um, look, I like this this kid Bobby Green a lot. Twenty eight and two, he's he had the massive win. Minus one fifty is kind of confusing here. I think this is an easy um W to start the the pay per view off with it. Minus one fifty. Yeah, I think the safe pick here is 
it goes through decision. These guys have a lot of decisions between the two of them with, you know, almost half of Bobby or what Bobby Green said. Yeah. Half of his fights have gone to decision. Right. Over half. Sorry. And and 28 and two is, I don't care. You know, it's not in the UFC. 28 and two is nothing to shake at. That is a a phenomenal record. 28 and 12. Oh, 28 and 12. Never mind. His MMA record is 28 and 12. I missed that. (sighs) Okay. Um, I'm still, I still, I still like him here. I missed, I can't believe I missed that. Yeah, he's a veteran, nine years older than him. Um, I know Nasrat wants it to go to the decision. He thinks he can wear him down and go five rounds. I don't think he gets that. I, I like Bobby Green via uh, finish. Okay. If, if you got that option to take him, uh, I would take Bobby Green with the finish. Awesome. Uh, via TKO. It's I, not going to be a submission. I am pissed off about missing a whole 10 losses, but we'll be okay. Ne- next fight, another lightweight cont- uh, contest, 155. Factory X guy Alexander Hernandez, 13-4 versus Renato Moicano, 15-4 Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. He's the favorite at minus 170. Alexander, underdog, plus 145. Both gentlemen coming off of uh, victories. Um, round one knockout in October for Hernandez. And Renato Moicano had a submission in round two back in June of last year. Um, this one... Is Renato is very, very favorite, much favored at minus one seventy. Well, how are you feeling, Andy? So I'm actually going with uh, Hernandez on this one, the the great ape. Uh, unlike the la- the fight before this, this one's more than likely going to be a finish. These guys either get finished or you know submit or knock someone out. But uh, Alexander, I think he's just got a little bit better, you know, fight records. Um, he fought Cowboy a handful of years ago before Cowboy really started going downhill. Granted, he did get knocked out by him, but nothing really stands out on uh, uh, Moicano. It's funny that he and then he joined Factory X, where yeah. um, where he um, Cowboy tra- trains at. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to go with our friends over at Factory X, and I'm going to take Alexander Hernandez plus one forty might five money, and I really like this pick here. Mm-hmm. Moving along, we're going to go up to middleweights. Uh, 185, for those of you that don't know. Jerry Cannonier, 14-5, versus Derek Brunson, the veteran, 23-7. and seven. Jared is favored at minus 160. Derek is plus 135. Both of these gentlemen coming off of very, very big wins. Jared having the unanimous decision versus Kevin Gaston back in August of last year. And then Derek Brunson having the the in September of last year round three submission over Darren Till. Andy plus one thirty five money on Derek seems kind of tasty. It does. So you look at both these guys' track record and their losses. Uh, I'll go through sure the Killer Gorillas first. Robbie Whitaker, Dominic Reyes, Jan Mahovitz, and Glover Teixeira his last four losses for Brunson. Adesanya, Jacare, Silva, Whitaker, Yoel Romero, Jacare. There's there's this reason why this is the third fight before the 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 title, and well, I'm calling it a co-main because it is. I I don't care what the UFC is saying. Now, the win record for Cannoneer is a little bit better. You know, coming off a win against Kevin Gaslam, who good who, who was on the rise. He, you know, he was doing well. Oh, he's a UFC vet. He he's a good fighter. Um, you know. Knocking out Anderson Silva with a leg kick. Um, I I like his record here. He he's got better fights. He went to a decision with Whitaker. 
And Whitaker's no joke. I know we're going to talk about it in the right. the main event. I don't think he stands a chance in the main event, but in a fight for Cannoneer to go distance with Whitaker, uh, yeah, I like him. I, I know it's minus 160, but I like that pick. I think you've convinced me here. I, I was kind of going with the the vet the vet here, Derek Brunson, but um, the, the the win over you said the the head kick over Anderson Silva is huge, even though Anderson Silva is on the back end of his career or retired from the UFC. I'm not sure if he's completely done, but yeah, I'm gonna go with Cannoneer here. Um, I th- getting that mu- that juice plus one thirty five in Brunson is ah oh, man, that's tough. It is, and it, it might close a little bit. It might it might close closer. So I, I would wait on Kennedy and maybe get closer to, you know, minus one fifty, minus one forty five. I like that pick, Andy. I like what you did there. We're calling it the Comain heavyweight. I think that we're. <laughs> mo- I think everybody's most excited in Houston for this fight, and I think most of UFC fans. One of the biggest followings on Instagram in the UFC outside of the Connors, um, Derek Lewis. Instant follow. If you're not following him, search Black Beast UFC. I think it's Black Beast UFC on Instagram. Unbelievable. People getting hurt, like getting hit by cars, hitting stuff, fights, and he just puts that he's okay or she's okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, the funniest dude on Instagram. Dude doesn't care. His post-fight interviews are amazing. He's 26 and 8. Going into this fight, a very, very big favorite, minus 190. His last uh, fight, he knocked out Chris Daukas round one, and uh, he had the 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 loss of Cyril gone by TKO ref stoppage. Tai Tuivasa is one of the fastest rising prospects in the UFC. He's no longer hidden in the game. Fourteen and three, plus one sixty, and he is on a four fight win streak. Andy, I told you my gut feeling about this before the show. Go ahead and take it from here. Yeah, uh, Tui Vasa is definitely going to be one of the tougher opponents for Derek Lewis. You know, Lewis struggled against Gon. Going back to what I said before the show, you said Chris Daukas was going to be that guy that was going to push Derek Lewis. Knocked him out in the first round. We Go thought, ahead, continue, continue, yeah, no, no, continue. Derek Lewis definitely has that power to knock people out. That's why 21 of 26 wins are via what, knockout. What was the quote you said a couple weeks ago about uh, a Derek Lewis knockout? Who woke up in the the, ambu- or in the ambulance? Oh, it was uh, Curtis Blades. Curtis Blades. In Curtis Blades, I, I love the dude's story. I love the dude's wrestling background. I love the dude's fighting style. That one uppercut changed his life. Yeah, he didn't know. Uh, he Curse Blades had been knocked out before and always woke up in the octagon. He didn't know where he was until he was on his way to the hospital. And that's still one of the scariest uppercuts. It doesn't even look like it connects, and that's how powerful his punch is. He can stay inside and because he, mm-hmm. he can eat. He can get his hands up, and that uppercut, he generates so much power. His hips are... <laughs> now, let's be serious. When Derek Lewis start, first started... To come to the rise, it was just the action, the the interviews, the Instagram, all that. But then he started knocking everybody out. Knocked out. Uh, the one that stands out to me was on the Habib McGregor when he knocked out Volkov. He was down. He was down thirty twenty seven, and knocks out Volkov with one of the most vicious right hands I've ever seen. Correct me if I'm wrong. There was like twenty seconds left. Yeah, the fight. He was done in the fight. And he connects, puts Volkov down to the ground, and one one right hand off the uh, the canvas, and Volkov was out. If you haven't seen it, go on YouTube and watch it. It's one of the most impressive knockouts from you know come from behind victory. It was, and that's when I became a fan, of, like a huge fan of him. 
yeah, obviously him going against DC really didn't stand. Right. He didn't stand a chance there. I did think he stood a chance against Gon, but we know <sighs> DC main event or sorry, Black Beast sucks in the main event. When it comes right. time for a title fight, it's just not. It's not him. When he's not in that, he's so entertaining to watch. Uh, Ty Tuivasa, on the other other hand, same thing. Great gimmick when he wins. He drinks a beer out of the shoe. Right up on the cage. You know he, he doesn't look like he should be a good fighter. He's got the big belly. If he attacks Derek Lewis's midsection and wears him down and frustrates him, he can win this fight. But that means he's got to get close to Derek Lewis. Right. And what happens when people get close to Derek Lewis? They get an uppercut to the face. They, they take that right hand. Do not try to wrestle Derek. Uh, try to pick him apart. I know Lewis usually gets uh, frustrated with leg kicks if you pick him apart in the shins. I think that's the only way that uh, Tuivasa has a route to victory. I'm still taking Black Beast. So. Yeah, you know, I, Black Beast here, minus 190. Some people say, like, hey, you know, that's a little bit too pricey. I, I don't know what your plan is here. If you're trying to stack wins together in building little parlays, maybe me and Andy can build a, a two-fight uh, uh, parlay for you guys here in a minute. Ty has a... I think a very long heavyweight career ahead of him. He's only 28 years old. That's very, very young in, in the grand scheme of things in the heavyweight game, at least 14, three, a bit raw four fight win streak. I think, and this is what I said before the show. I think he's buying off a little, well, he's not buying it off. It's a, it's a match mate. Uh, the matchmakers do this, but Jesus, as I just see this, that knock out there at the end for black beast. Yeah. Th- this, this fight needed to happen. It, it, both guys needed this because Derek Lewis can prove his dominance. Like, Hey, we know he's never going to be champion, but he can sit there as a you know number two, number three ranked fighter, and I think he's fine with that. Right, and you know, I like that they're the shit talking that they did between the two of them. That um, you know they want to go in, and they want to put on a show, and I know that's very important to Black Beast in it that the money that he makes is is in the UFC is that. Yeah. The, the the type of knockouts and the type of performances he does put on when he goes all out in the first round. Um, take the under. Take I the, think that I think they're gonna stand and bang. I don't think this is gonna be uh, feel each other out. They both know it, it's Derek Lewis's hometown. He wants to put on a show. He's not gonna you know take any time. They're gonna go right after each other. It's gonna be such a fun fight. Like that's the main event. Let's talk about the main event, Andy. As I was corrected before, and, you know, shout out to the guys that really do care about the pronunciations. It's not Israel Adesanya. It's Israel Adesanya. He's 21-1. The one loss from Jan Blahovich, which now I know how to say that name as well. As he went in up, we said in this last fight, a little bit too much, a little bit uh, biting off more than you could chew. That was kind of a relatively boring fight. Izzy may have won one or two rounds, and and then Jan just cruised. Mm -hmm. Um, He wrestled him. Minus 280. Very, very, very expensive. I got minus 300. Robert Whitaker, 24 and 5, plus 230. He had the loss in October of 2019 to Israel Adesonia, and this is the second fight. Uh, but Whitaker's coming off three big wins. Darren Till, Jared Cannonier, who's fighting on this card, and Gastelum. 
I don't know which version we're going to see of Robert Whitaker. There was at one point in the middleweight division, Andy, that I didn't think Robert Whitaker was going to lose for a long time. No, and what Whitaker needs to do to win this fight is take it five rounds, and I think he can do that. I Absolutely. I 100% agree with that. I'm afraid that he gets caught and it ends early, but there's something's telling me, and I, I, I was all out of Sonya before we started this episode, but I think it's going to be a oh, complete... Oh, what did you do to yourself since the start of this episode that you don't think Israel Adesanya is going to win this fight? I want to hear that right now. I think Whitaker's going to try to wrestle him. And we saw how bad he was wrestling against Jan. It was terrible. It was like he was clueless down on the mat. And he was exposed. Vittori just didn't have the ability to do that. I think that Whitaker might joke. be a little bit better on the ground. Yeah, it, it, Vittori was rushed. But at plus 235 right now, it's very tempting. Over under on rounds, Andy, is four and a half. Yeah, I don't think there will be a finish here. Um, the, 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 the juice is on the over. It is. Yep. So, Official pick, Andy. Uh, I'll take Whitaker. I'll shake it up. I'll take Whitaker. I know the easy pick, the lazy pick is out of Sanya. I'll take Whitaker and give me something to watch in the main event because... Let me cut you off. Are you being a hater fan here and you don't like Izzy? No, I like I like Izzy. Okay. You know, he's he's definitely okay. one of the highest paid now, but Whitaker, Whitaker came back from that loss and showed us, like, I thought he was done. He's I thought that huge. was going to be one of those fights where you see him lose, like, a... Um, it's over two years ago now. Yeah, it, it's uh, not Wonder Boy. Uh, dude, they got kneed in the head by Romero. It's split open, blood everywhere. Oh, Chris Weidman. Yes, one of those, like, y- you lose that main event, and then it's all downhill. Whitaker did the opposite. With you know the people that beating Till Gaslam Cannoneer on you know you like that papers. plus two thirty I do where are we watching this I don't know but <laughs> talk me out of taking that because we'll, we'll Mark see how the night goes yeah uh, I got Mark's picks actually we All didn't right. talk about them do I have to give an official pick here Let me go through Mark so you can think about yours for another second go so for it. Mark took Bobby Green in the first fight uh, looked like he took Moicano but. He put Phillips. I think it auto-corrected Moicano. Okay. I don't know. Uh, he took Brunson at plus 135. He took Black Beast at minus 185. And he took Adesanya at minus 300. Who do you like? Izzy kind of annoys me. I used to be a Whitaker fan. He's got the money already, apparently, so... You're taking too long. The smart, this, this if smart, I watch with you, I'll take Whitaker. The smart pick is, I mean, you you can't go through, you know. You can't bet. You're not going to make money. Hear me out. Okay. Minus, Izzy's minus 280. To make $100, you got to bet $280. Yeah, I got 300, minus 300, so. Fine. You got about 300 to win 100. That just doesn't make sense to me. That's too big of a risk. For, and, and it's Whitaker, the UFC. And we, we, oh, man. And there were people who thought that Izzy was going to piece up Jan. Well, I didn't think that. I, I didn't think he, so either, but. I thought you had no chance. All right, Andy. Did you did just, it to me. Give me we, Whitaker. So we what made the, the fuck. We just made the main event interesting for ourselves. 
I'm not happy right now. I'm putting it by Whitaker. Stupid. We'll come back. We'll, I'll say we'll be you back were right. Sunday. I'll say you were right. I was wrong. Oh, no, it's absolutely wrong. It's 100% the wrong pick. All right. do what, Guys, do whatever you want with your money. You want to you take Izzy, go ahead. You, you put $20 on him, you're going to get $3 something stupid. All right. 2007 Cleveland Cavaliers and the 2022 fun Cleveland Cavaliers. 2007 Cleveland Cavaliers were the team that got us to the NBA Finals. It was their Cleveland Cavaliers' first trip to the NBA Finals. Now, in your little brains of yours, you have to picture yourself back to May or June of 2007 and where were Cleveland sports. Okay, so obviously a few years earlier, we drafted LeBron, and then we saw how they built to that run. The Cleveland Indians had made the playoffs and World Series in 1997, still had winning teams, had a, a, a flash in the pan in 2001, and then relatively nothing until that summer where that team was pretty good. Oh, five, they were close. Sh- sure, fine. And then 2007, obviously, we were a game away from the World Series. The 2007 Browns, I believe, went 10-6. and six. They were good, yep. So this was really the start of the renaissance. I, I don't want to say start because drafting LeBron... There was a lot of hype, but this was really the turn of fortunes in Cleveland for the next decade that we really, really saw a lot of awesome sports here. That is why when I put this poll up on Twitter and I had some blue check marks reach out to me saying, Will, that is a great question that you asked. Which team is more fun? I don't really care which team is better because I don't need to get into the analytics on this show. Okay. Sasha Pavlovich, Zajunas Ogaskis, Drew Gooden, and LeBron James. Booby Gibson. I don't know what else you guys want me to say. That team was absolutely 1 billion percent carried by LeBron James. And I think that was part of the reason why it was so fun and why it was exhilarating. But if LeBron James would have had one night off... That team is done. Done. Yep. Was it the Cleveland Akron factor that made it so incredibly fun that one of our own was going to break this curse? No. Let's fast forward to 2022 and rewind a couple years. This team has been built from the ground up. And seemingly every piece that they put together has been so incredibly fun. Jared Allen looks like he's having the absolute time of his life. He smiles so incredibly big. This team can't afford to have one to two starters not have a great night and need three others and bench players find a way every single time to pick them up. They're now in the thick of it of four teams that are within one game of the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. A team that was, by Vegas standards, somewhere between 24 and 26 wins. And look, 26 where, and a half. Look where they're at. So, there's one team that's hit their over-under on wins this year. It's the Cleveland Cavaliers. And we hit that a long time ago. The 07-08 Cleveland Cavaliers? 06-07. Yep. 0607. You're good. 
06, 07 Cleveland Cavaliers. Yep. Because the 2007 June was when we made the finals. So it's 06, 07. Gotcha. Yep. yep. You're good. You're good. They were projected 48 wins. They hit 50. <laughs> they, so they were expected to be there. It was maybe not the finals. They were expected to compete. That was still that was still the Detroit Pistons era. Detroit was fifty one and a half. That that's uh, you know three and a half games better. So it, it was it was very close. This team's way more fun because they're not supposed they're supposed to be losing. They're supposed to be looking at the lottery right now. They're not supposed to be a game and a half out of first place. Being a year ahead, I feel, has been. So much more fun because I feel like the expectations going in was there was going to be some growing pains. Mm-hmm. What exactly are you going to get from a rookie Evan Mobley where the ceiling is so incredibly high for him, but can you? there's unfair comparisons at draft time. I keep saying to Mark, Mark, I really got to clip up the NBA draft show that we did because you crushed it. We crushed it. We got that pick right. We were very confident on it. We said he may be the rookie of the year. And now all the odds are all over the place. Who's going to win? Strong second half, it's his. Yeah. So, Andy, you draft him, put him on this team, and and they're the number one or number two seed. Evan Mobley's rookie of the year. Yeah. Obviously, any redraft you see, he's the number one pick. Um, Cade Cunningham was right there, you right know, there, up there. People fall in love with what they see in March Madness. Whoever CBS decides to highlight, Cade come. He might be that guy down the road. Yep, Evan Mobley flew under the radar. Quiet dude, works incredibly hard. He, I still think his ceiling is the highest of any of these guys. Yeah, it's. You have to hit in the NBA draft, especially when you got a top three pick. You absolutely have to hit. They hit big time, and now they're, you know, they know they hit. They're way ahead. They're doing the right things to build around the team. They've got such a young team, and they also have veteran leadership and someone like Kevin Love who's been there, who could go over, hey, what it's like to be in the playoffs. They've got guys there, and then they go make the trade, pretty much robbing Indiana. Do you feel bad for, for, uh, the Spaniard, because he's bounced around so much. I kind of hope he's bought out when they can somehow just bring him. I know he's injured. Yeah, it's it sucks for Rubio. You know, what happened to him? It, he was having such a good season. It was, and it was one of those things. It's like a whole new life for the guy when he comes to a young team. They start doing good. I've heard you know. rumors of him them trying to get him back next year. Yeah, I, I don't hate it. Um, Rondo's coming in and done better than I expected. Right. You, know, you look at his stat line where he was at, it just wasn't that good. You didn't think he... It, it was tough to replace what Rubio was, but now Rondo... You know, you see Rondo making passes on the court, and he knows where everyone's yep. at, and that's just that experience. He showed flashes of that with Boston when he was young, and, uh, you know, I... Levert returns to Indiana tonight. We'll see what happens. Cavs are grooving their way towards the All-Star game, which is in Cleveland. Darius Garland, first-time All-Star. So much fun. Can't wait to see what downtown's like. Let's end the show with NASCAR. Oh, God. <laughs> so, the clash. Wait, so it's not a real race? It doesn't no, count? No, it counted for nothing. It was at the, what, L.A. Coliseum. Uh, 
I don't even know if that's the real name of the the, the stadium there. Yeah, it's just the Coliseum. Coliseum and very very short track, 150 laps. You had to take someone up front. Kurt was very NAS, we'll call him NASCAR Kurt on the show. It was very 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 high on Kyle Busch, and then we talked ourselves into Kyle Larson, who hung around, and then Joey Logano, the nerd one. I just don't think they really cared about it. Uh, funny. So I was, I've actually been to the Coliseum. Oh, I didn't. Oh yeah, that's right. When you went out to LA. And as I left, there was a white Bronco sitting right outside. I'm like, I'm not making this up. I'm dead serious. And I thought like someone was messing with us. Like this is set up. This is something stupid. It's a prop of some sort. No, they also said, don't cross the street there. Oh no. They're like, you are going to get robbed if you walk off of the Coliseum. And I go, all these other people are walking there. They can tell you're not from here. I was like, oh, "Oh my my God. God. No, I'm out. (laughs) Yeah. It was cool to see the Coliseum. They're doing renovations to it. And just it's one of those places you walk into. I didn't really feel the Olympic history. You can kind of see it. But I felt like the USC history. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which was awesome. Um, But White Ford Broncos sitting right out front. So funny. Well, okay. The clash sucked. The best part was Ice Cube at halftime. I was lit. I loved it. I loved it. It was good. There was, you know, not who I expected to be at a NASCAR halftime show, but he did amazing. What what would you tell people that listen to the show and have a rooting interest in in, in getting in and just uh, gambling on it? Because now it's like, hey, we're 0-1, but the record in NASCAR doesn't really matter because you're going to have a losing record for the season. We're down one unit. I strongly recommend, and this is my advice, Pick something you're comfortable with and stick to that amount and do it every week because our picks are going to hit. Yeah. If you're just getting into it and you're able to pick a top three, top five, just to kind of And have the interest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, And the Daytona is a perfect one. Correct. In two weeks to do that because Daytona is always such a fun ending. You know, a couple of years ago, you saw Ryan Newman with that tragic crash and then walks out of the hospital not too long afterwards. Dale, you know, goes to heaven. God needed a driver. Yep. They got, got him. him. Yep. Uh, and then the next year, Junior comes out and wins it. Uh, awesome things happen at Daytona. It's a very fast track. Not the fastest, but a very fast one. It's a fun one to start the season with. I haven't looked at any of the odds yet, but you know, you get those fast cars, like someone like Kyle Larson out yep. there. Um, always always makes for a fun time. I don't know why I, always, I, I went so hard on Harvick last year there at the Daytona 500, but... Um, if you, if I, once again, I haven't asked Kurt just yet, but something tells me Kyle Larson is going to be right there near the front of the pack and someone who led in the clash looking good with that car, Kyle Bush, do not count him out. No, I actually like Ryan Blaney this year. Okay. I, Blaney was looking good in the crash. He seems to have matured a little bit. I think he's going to be one of those guys that finishes top three, maybe wins it. Uh, his car was pretty quick last year. I think he ended up with one or two wins. Uh, but there was a lot of different winners last year. It was all over the place. But Blaney's always been really good at Daytona. Uh, while you can, maybe snag him as a winner. Uh, I think in the Ryan Newman year, when Harvick won, he was still top three. I can't remember, but I like Blaney out in Daytona. Wasn't Christopher Bell the big winner last year? 
Yeah, it was a. Uh, and I took him as the long the long shot uh, for to win at the clash. And uh, listen, do not do if you're just getting in. Do not do long shots. That's how you're going to lose a bunch of money, especially yeah. on a short track. <laughs> I mean, that was a short, short track. Like, like, that I think, was. I think Mark like just like he wanted to be right. Yeah, get me that paycheck, which I that's what I appreciate about Mark because he comes through. But yeah, Daytona in two weeks. Um, they start there on Thursday, don't they? Next Thursday. Because they have the, uh, I think they have duels for yeah. qualifying and stuff like that. Cool. All right, Andy. Live stream on Sunday, Super Bowl 51, the Los Angeles Rams and Cincinnati Bengals. Anything else you got to add? No, that's it. We'll see you guys Sunday. Get your picks in for UFC. Right. Great don't card. That. Find somewhere to watch it. I know they got online places like BW3 or Harry Buffalo. You can go watch it. Going to be a great pay-per-view. Great all-around card. Lots of good fights on there. Something to do Saturday night before the Super Bowl. You got Sunday and then... Uh, more basketball, all-star game, Daytona. So next two weeks, we got a lot of sports to talk about. That's right, before the dead period. All right, Jameis, you miserable son of a bitch. I don't Poor know guy. where. He's watching from home. I don't know where you're quarterbacking next year, but take it from here. You know, one thing my, uh, my trainer, he told me, he said, what did he say? He just told us to be prepared.